0: All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Monday, January 4th, 2020. It is a very happy new year here in uh, Detroit, Michigan, as the Detroit Red Wings are back for training camp. We're going to cover all that today. But first, I got to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com right now, use promo code lockdown, and you will get 20% off of your next order. I'm your host, Detroit sports editor Owen Bianchi. Here today, as always, alongside longtime Red Wings fan Ethan Smith. Ethan, how's it Hi. going?
1: It's it's going good. I'm, I'm, we're feeling better. Everything's good.
0: Feeling good. Feeling great. Ethan had the uh, the whole kidney stone catastrophe last week. I actually did. We record after you had your surgery. Did we no. tell anybody? All right. No. So you had a you had a kidney stone removed. A two month fiasco, finally over. I know the listeners were on pins and needles waiting for the conclusion of this one. So why don't you go ahead, take a little victory lap, tell the uh, tell your battle story.
1: Well, uh, I think it was on Monday. It just it was like the worst it's ever been, ever, ever. Like I fell asleep face down, of the carpet, on the carpet in my room because it was the most comfortable. To tell you where I was at, like I was just planking on the on the ground on carpet, and I passed out. Um, Woke up, still awful decided to go back to the hospital. They, uh, they've told me since day one, it was a 4.5 at then, um, since it's my third That's time. Like, being that, in the like hospital,
0: magnitude, like earthquake. Is that like the same scale?
1: I guess you could say on the Richter scale, like a one millimeter stone is easy and then 10 is impossible, right? Gotcha. Okay. 10 is 10 is very bad. Okay. So, um, since they said, since it's your third time back, we're just going to take it out, you know, keep you overnight get a lot of fluids and you try and get it out if it doesn't get out in the morning we'll we'll schedule for surgery and we'll, you'll get it out so it doesn't come out overnight on a Shockingly. Ton of I know shocker and then I go into surgery and I come out and the first thing I see when I wake up is a doctor holding the picture of the kidney stone and he goes yeah it was eight millimeters so oh I don't know. my goodness so you said had, so sorry go ahead so I had a I had a uh a magnitude eight kidney stone in me for two months, which is like when you get an eight millimeter kidney stone, like the first thing I do is take it out because it's like almost impassable.
0: Yeah. I would imagine. Oh. So
1: yeah. So that's I, like I had that almost in me how
0: many inches is that? Cause I looked it up. It's like 0.4 inches or something like that.
1: Um, I'd say uh, let's, I think another four millimeters because 12.7 millimeters is half an inch. And mine wow. was eight, so another four millimeters. It's gotcha. just under half, yeah. Basically like a third of an inch, which is big, which is very big.
0: That is very large. Do you feel, are, is there any part of you that's disappointed? Cause like, I know obviously the pain was unspeakable but whenever I told anybody that you had a kidney stone, their reaction was basically that you just died. And uh, I'd imagine that you were getting a lot of those same reactions as well, which probably felt nice in terms of like, just feeling uh, respected and appreciated.
1: Uh, The gratitude was nice. I appreciated that, but I, it was, it was without a doubt the worst thing that's ever happened to me, like physically. So I'm just happy that's over with. I have a stent in right now. They're going to take that out next week, and then I'll be good to go.
0: All right, well, here you go. You are back, and uh, it is episode 200. At the Lockdown Red Wings podcast, I cannot believe we made it. I cannot believe I didn't lead off with that, to be quite honest with you. I'm at Ford Field. I'm recording this episode after the Lions game. So if the sound quality is a little bit weird or if I sound like I'm talking a little bit weird, like I'm like talking muted, but not really. uh, That's probably a little bit why. So uh, it is episode 200 and what better way to celebrate our 200th episode than with the Detroit Red Wings kicking off their training camp over the weekend. Also a little bit of world junior championships. Let's start with that. Sweden played three games since we last talked to the people. They lost all three. First one overtime, uh, second one to the United States on, on New Year's Eve. And they were knocked out of the tournament on Sunday by Finland after giving up a two goal lead in that game. What? is your overall impression because we did not get to talk about this uh, you and I after their first two games. So what was your overall impression of the way that these Swedes play, particularly uh, the Red Wings prospects?
1: Well, I had a lot of time to watch them, obviously. (laughs) So um, I was at, you know, with given how much they've lost due to COVID, uh, the players that they've lost, I was actually pleasantly surprised. I didn't think that they were necessarily going to be those front runners with everybody that they've lost, including their head coach. So, I mean, you know taking what you're given i mean i thought it was a great i thought it was a great showing of what you know solar two between the legs goals all right thanks that's fun to see thank you for that um same with raymond i thought raymond was a force every single game he yep. just looks like somebody that's going to be able to take like really just take off or take over a team i guess is a better way he's to just it. he's
0: just so noticeable
1: yep and like that's, when he's that's not there. something in Yeah. That's something I can't remember seeing in past red rings prospects at the world juniors.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, and we're going to go over this like, uh, probably more later on in the week. I don't know if we'll end up posting it on Tuesday. I know we said that we were going to post that episode on Monday. Uh, but then with just the training camp getting started over the weekend, I figured we wet the beak a little bit with that and then move into some world juniors recapping action. Uh, Anybody, I, I mean, the 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 coming out party of Elmer Soderblom was extremely terrific. And I think that, you know, I, I tweeted this out too, that the tournament didn't end the way that we probably would have hoped for Team Sweden. It probably ended a little bit quicker than usual, or than we would have hoped. Uh, would have liked to see more games, all that other stuff. But this is a world-class tournament. They put together uh, a, a team, like you mentioned, that had been decimated by COVID, but still put together a very solid showing. And I think the Red Wings prospects individually uh, had a really, really good tournament, and just something to be, just something to be like happy about. It was nice to just like for a while. I, I forgot that Team Sweden wasn't the actual Red Wings. You know, like I was pulling for them so hard.
1: Yeah, it was nice to watch them just because it felt like in any moment a Red Wings prospect was on the ice. That was, that was nice. I thought Niederbach did great too. Mm-hmm. given what He was playing. I mean, that it was, I'd say that was one of the more enjoyable world juniors that I've watched just prospect wise. I know it's mm-hmm. not over yet, but you know, I, I, I really do think that this is one of the better just because we have something to look forward to. And it was a good little taste test for that NHL season coming up as well.
0: Yeah. I was going to say that as well. Just like a nice primer of like getting back into that mode. The only thing that's different is like, sometimes i would be just sitting at home like not doing anything like on new year's eve i was sitting at home not doing anything and then it was like 2 30 in the afternoon i was like oh the game's on and so i like had to go put a game on that that's been throwing me off a little bit is the timing of things and like basically just run every three hours from 2 30 to 10 30 which i kind of love but that was messing me
1: up for a bit yeah it was good i liked it too all
0: right uh today the day that we were recording this is the last Sunday of the NFL regular season. Ethan, you got any actions on the game today?
1: Yeah, I always bet the uh over on the Lions. Um what's yeah, the spread and the um yeah,
0: and the money line because you yeah. can assume that money A they're going to allow enough points to get over the over. Uh right. they are going to totally. B lose the game and B probably lose the game by more than people expected. Thankfully, If you take that trifecta over to betonline.ag, you can use that knowledge to go win yourself some money. There's only one place that has you covered and only one place that we trust. Now, listen, guys, New Year's Eve, over the weekend, New Year's Day, all those great bowl games, the national championship in college football, still to be played, you can bet on that. Every single NFL playoff game, you can bet on that. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action and use our promo code, Locked on when you sign up for free at betonline.ag. That's promo code locked on, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. Who wouldn't love a 50% welcome bonus? Ethan, if I gave you, if I had to pay you $100 this week, and then all of a sudden I just randomly said, you know what, here's $150, wouldn't you be like super stoked? I would be super stoked. That's exactly what betonline.ag is doing. Plus, They're allowing you to win free money. It's free money if you know what's going to happen. Just place your bets, collect your winnings, get on with the rest of your life. It's betonline.ag. All right, we are back for segment two here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Gonna wet the beak with a little bit of uh, training camp action from over the weekend. But first, I just wanna take a second to pause and say thank goodness that 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. And if you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Lockdown Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Lockdown Bets wherever you get your podcasts. So Red Wings training camp and we'll start with one of the uncertainties uh, heading into the season. We mentioned on an episode last week that Jeff Blashell spoke, said that Danny Kaiser's status was kind of the only one that was maybe a little bit up in the air. He didn't really say that he was questionable or that he didn't think he'd be there. Uh, but then we find out Danny DeKaiser back appears to be healthy after missing most of last season, only played eight games. Uh, and so it's good to see him back because I, I think when he is healthy, he is a top bearing defenseman on this team.
1: I mean he's gonna have to be, which is okay. I don't necessarily think he's a, a, a an NHL top bearing defenseman. I don't think anybody does, but quite frankly, when he's healthy, he's still one of our best defensemen. So we need this poor we need this guy. Yeah, I it cap- from Danny D coming up. I'm predicting <laughs> thirty five points and he might be a, a over a half point per game a single digits a minus a single digits minus
0: now that is a bold prediction my friend Uh, he turns 31 and i believe two months or something like that so a herniated disc not necessarily the injury that you want to be coming back from at that age i just assume when anything back related happens to somebody on the wrong side of 30 that it's going to be like not pretty when they
1: come back you know, with the um, with the advancements in medicine nowadays, you never know. Yeah, I mean, who? Ca- I, I hope he does good. I we I need him to do good. He deserves to do good. I mean, hopefully. I mean, hopefully. Well, and here's the thing that like I concerns me.
0: Danny. Here's the thing that concerns me is it's not like he was like playing at a super high level when he got hurt. Like there's for quite a few years now, he's been kind of what? on the decline, and so. Uh, it, when these sort of things happen to a player who's already on the decline like it just does not make me feel good at all so uh those that that will be a true wait and see moment uh philip zadina he's back over here he played in the uh League League with Osolari during the pandemic he was loaned out there he's back now ready for his training camp uh he said quote playing in europe it was good for us zadina said we're still so young so we need a need to play a lot and not to be out of the game for a long time. We were lucky to play and now we have to use it as an advantage in this camp and show we are ready to roll. This is maybe the guy I'm most excited to see uh, this upcoming season, maybe the guy I hope who comes into his own the most. And I'll, I'll expand on it in just a little bit when we talk about Bobby Ryan. Uh but Phillips Adina, to me, is somebody who really has the chance to go from, you know, a nice, young, exciting player to going to somebody who has, you know, if everything goes well, 20, 25 goals, you know, in a year or two. And, you know, you build on that from there. I don't think it's unquestionable to, to say that we could hope for 20 goals out of Phillips Adina this year. I think it might be a tad bit unlikely, but I think if you see that out of him, I think that would just be something that really confirms that he's trending in the right direction. I would just like to see his goal scoring uh, get up just a little bit more.
1: I'd like to see him eclipse 50. I think last year he had a good year. It was, what, like 17 or 18 and 25. He looked mm. good. Um, I think if you, if you stay on that projection, he's going to be close to 50 in an 82-game season. I'm. It's hard for me to project what. So, okay, well, will have like uh, 45 points or 40 points in 56 games or something. I'd like to see that. I would like to see him take another step. I know we're, we might get in. I know we're going to get into like uh combinations line combinations with Zadina once, once we start talking about Bobby, but you know, I i w I'd like to see him once again, obviously he'll be on the power play. I'd like to see him hopefully get some more prove himself to being able to top play those, you know, top six top line minutes. I'd love to see that as well, but I just don't know if they're really going to break up Bertuzzi, uh Larkin and Mantha there.
0: Yeah, he he got a lot of like first line minutes last year uh, out of necessity, but hopefully that's not the case this year and like he can just play where he belongs. I read a quote from him, uh, and I'm paraphrasing because I I forgot to write it down. I can't remember what it necessarily said, but he basically said uh, that coming over and playing this weekend, he can already tell that he's by far the most confident he's been uh, since he's gotten drafted in the NHL. I have two thumbs
1: up right now. <laughs> I love to hear that we, you know, I just, the positivity that's going on in this team and through um, no, right. It's I, that's a locker room thing, man. That's not a, that's, that's not something you get with rebuilding teams. That's, that's something that this is a good locker room to be in. I know, I, I know, I'm sure, you know, Franz Nielsen and Valtteri Philpola have oh, a lot. We'll get to, we'll get to
0: Franz Nielsen in a second.
1: Yeah. I mean, please, that'd be cool you know it's i i got to think man when when are they going to name larkin captain because i mean we've got 11 days until the season starts so this is true get this, let's get this going please i'm sure it'll be like the day before i'm sure it'll be like the day before since there's no preseason or any, anything like that
0: uh bobby ryan quarter of the weekend what do you got on that lots of lots of great stuff coming out of the the bobby ryan
1: mouth <laughs> yeah bobby ryan thinks larkin's a jerk though
0: Elaborate on that
1: Um, They were just talking about uh, Larkin Larkin. Bobby was talking about Just his relationship with Dylan going back um, Saying he knew him a little bit through like Roller hockey Um, But he said quote I know his skill level I didn't know his compete level I knew he was a little jerk to play against But the compete level that he has in every drill Every three on three game that we've been playing his intensity—it's overwhelming, and it's a very good thing to see. Oh, just give him the C. I I know, oh. I know
0: that that those uh that those four words right there. His intensity, comma—it's overwhelming.
1: Yep, I, know. I, I just I, love it. it's. Hey, that's that's my captain right
0: there. Well, go on, cause he go. He says uh, I think he's impressed me the most in that regard. That's a heck of an asset to having a young guy that compete level. Good. And he said that Bobby Ryan, uh, or I think it was Bobby Ryan who told the story. I can't remember exactly, but one of them told the story to where Bobby Ryan, he was new in Michigan. He was looking to go play some golf or whatever. So he called up Larkin for some advice and then Larkin called him back 20 minutes later. And all of a sudden it was an eight person team golf trip. So like that's, those are the kind of things that you just really do love to see those little team building things. I know it sounds silly because like it just reminds me of like when you're in high school and we played high school hockey and you would do like the retreats where you just go and hang out in a cabin in the woods for a week and play and do trust falls and definitely definitely nothing else uh other than that yeah zip lining and and rope climbing and things like that uh but this is like that that is truly something that kind of sets a team culture or kind of instills a team culture in somebody and it's a good mark of a good team culture in my opinion
1: yeah. You know, I just, I know we're going to hear more about it too. I'd say throughout this season, I think once he gets named captain, I think people are really going to start maybe some more stories coming out throughout the season. And I think you'll really just be able to tell in his interviews as well that he is the, I, I don't want to say sing like singular heart and soul of this team, but I I think he's a big part of it.
0: All right, now talk to me about these line combinations of practice that you were uh, touching on a little bit earlier, because I think there's one line in particular that's really, really kind of interesting.
1: I like this. Yeah, this Bobby Ryan um, on the right wing with Fabry up the middle and Zadina on the left wing. I like that. I like that a lot, actually. I if love that it. Could, that could be your second or third line. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say Bobby Ryan or Fabry are necessarily a. A for sure second line pairing, but I would say Zadina needs to be up there. Mm -hmm. So I, I mean, if that's your second line behind um, the the top guys there, the I want to come up with uh, an abbreviation for the Bertuzzi, Larkin, and Mantha line. We have to come up with that later.
0: All right, the Anthony Mantha. We already did.
1: Anthony Mantha. Okay, I'm down with that. Um, Yeah. What do you, I mean, well, what do you think
0: guys, guys, I apologize for all the, all the noises. It's um, okay.
1: you're living your life. <laughs>
0: uh, I think that like, I'm very, very intrigued by this line because for, for two reasons, one, the fact that they have, I mean, and let's also clarify, these are very early projections and groupings based on rosters that are seemingly split in two when they go out uh, and do these practices. So, there's no telling that this is actually what the lines are going to be uh, come opening night or even tomorrow at training camp. However, that line he just mentioned, Fabry up the middle, Zadine on the left wing, Bobby Ryan on the right wing. Two things come to mind. First, Robbie Fabry, second line center. There had been talks about him potentially playing uh, center this season. And with the log jam and centers that they have, I mean, you got Gagne, Nemesnikov, uh what's his name Franz Nielsen uh Valtteri Filippula guys that can guys that can play up the middle and the fact that he is uh being placed ahead of them on this unofficial depth chart of sorts is a positive sign for me and then two I just love the the makeup of the line it's kind of like like the underdog line you have the former number two overall pick uh, who has kind of fallen off and had a really bad year last year, but is starting its comeback and like a bad year on a personal level, too. Uh, and then you have the former first round pick who didn't necessarily catch on with his team and Robbie Fabry. And then you have the first round pick from 2018 and Phillips Adina, who went sixth overall. Well, the guy who went seventh just happened to finish his runner up for Calder voting last year. So he's got kind of a chip on his shoulder, too. And I just love these three guys being put in together and seeing what that's going to do.
1: I'm actually really interested to see where they're going to start slotting domestikov as well. I would like to see him jump up a little bit too.
0: Yeah. And I, I, he is somebody who I think was probably, I mean, he might still end up as second line center, second or third line center. So that, that kind of remains to be seen. But as uh, a couple people have noted online, Nemestikov seemingly getting some play on that third line left wing uh, with Filip up the middle and Gagne on the right, so.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's always we're still the Red Wings here. We're yeah. like the half, half new wings at this point. We're still we're still getting through some contracts. It's still going to be one of those times. There's going to be times w- when you see Philpila and Nielsen on the ice together, and it's just going to. Oh, all right, all right, I get it. We're still getting through it. All
0: right, I have. Uh, speaking of Franz Nielsen, I have a note on him from a uh, story by our friend, Ted Kaufman. But first, I got to talk to you guys real quick today about Built Bar. It's the most delicious tasting protein bar on the market with six new amazing flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry bar, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake and apple almond crisp. All of them are covered in 100% chocolate. All of them are soft and easy to chew and they are great for the health conscious guy. We're getting into the toughest months Of winter to uh, leave your house to go to the gym to eat healthy, it all works in conjunction with each other, and you're going to want to get your New Year started off right by getting on the built bar train. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. They're great for the keto diet. My personal favorite, the coconut almond, as of late. Uh, 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, with only five grams of sugar and five grams. Of net carbs, just go to builtbar.com right now. Use promo code lockdown and you'll get 20% off of your next order. That's promo code lockdown for 20% off at builtbar.com. Bringing it back for segment three here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. And this week on the Lockdown NHL podcast, get ready for the start of the regular season with Sarah Avampado and the Lockdown NHL season preview series. We preview all 31 NHL teams division by division. And who to pick up and who to drop in your fantasy hockey leagues, courtesy of Lockdown Fantasy host Scott Collins. Subscribe to Lockdown NHL wherever you get your podcasts. Before we get to some expectations that we have for three young guys on this Red Wings roster, because they have a lot of guys who are kind of you know in that prospects. They would be bouncing back from AHL uh, to the NHL. Guys like Tarahirosi, Giovanni Smith, but like the higher end first round pick prospects. Who are seemingly all coming to uh, the end of their rope this year? For a lot of them, it's going to be make or break it, and that's Dennis Shalowski, Evgeny Sveshnikov, and uh, Michael Rasmussen. We are going to talk about our expectations for that season, but first, <laughs> I got I to gotta, uh, relay this story here or this quote from Jeff Blashill on Franz Nielsen. Uh, he right now, like, I, I don't see where Franz Nielsen fits in on this lineup. To be like quite honest with you, I just, I literally don't know. Uh, The unfortunate thing is that there's a lot of money tied to him. So you can't really do anything about it. Uh, But (laughs) we have the quote from Blashley. He goes, he worked hard over the summer, changed his training camp to make sure his body is in the best possible shape. There were times where he played fine defensively, but we needed more out of him creating. He has to find a way. He has to find that way of creating offense without giving up defensively. And then this is the bread and butter part right here. Quote, he'll have have an impact on our team. Or he'll have an impact on our year. When it is,
1: I don't know. But he'll have an impact. L-O. Yeah. I mean, I think that's everybody's expectation for Franz Nielsen this year. You got to
0: love it. That's like when a a parent says, like, you're going to have to grow up eventually.
1: Yeah, right. It's like, well, yeah, no duh. Obviously. Yeah, I mean he's gonna he'll he'll do something this year. I, yeah. I don't know what it is, but yeah. he's gonna do something. But
0: also kind of like the metaphor like you don't actually have to do anything to grow up, it's just a thing that happens. Like he, he is on this team's roster, he eats up cap space, he has an impact on the team. Thanks, jerry Yeah, I just right. love that. Uh no, all right, good
1: old uh, good old NHL head coach quote right there.
0: Uh all right, so let's talk about what expectations are for the three guys we just mentioned Speznikov, Rasmussen. Chalowski. Basically, what I want to do is just kind of uh label, or I guess define what we would consider to be successful seasons for these guys. And we'll start with Sveshnikov. For me personally,
1: Sveshnikations.
0: Oh, I like that a lot. You like that? Sveshnikations. Yeah, put that in there. I, d- I wish I didn't. I wish I would have seen that in the notes, or I would have just said that. I would have just called it that. S-
1: expectations, Sveshnikations. I like it. Uh, so
0: to me, this is a successful season for Evgeny Sveshnikov. He gets Adam Ernie out of that lineup early on, settles in, doesn't give it pack, and then eventually settles into some top nine minutes as the season goes on. I'm really sick of Adam Ernie. I don't really like have anything personal against him. He just like is oh, so man. he just so boring. It's like you're just boring. Get out of here. And yeah, I, I and I'm you. I'm really sorry, Adam, if you're listening. I do. Th- I, you're, I'm sure you're a great person, but like on this team, I'm just like, what are you doing here?
1: Yeah, I think he's. I feel like he's more of a, a stopgap for when these younger players come. I mean, I, I don't see a way that you can really have Ernie in the lineup when other guys are going to be knocking on the door here soon. Um, really, for me with Spechnikov, it's it's really all based on a good and healthy training camp for me. If he can get through that, but. Really, I, I want to see this poor dude get like an extended shot in the top six and get some power play minutes. I mean, we all know we're not going to be a, st- a playoff team. I, I don't see what the issue is in testing people out in new roles and really giving people a shot. You know, like I have to imagine this is his last shot before we trade him to Carolina to play with his brother <laughs> and just live happily ever after. I mean, he's a—I I know him personally and he's a really nice guy and he really deserves a chance on this roster
0: out of these three is he the guy who maybe would like the guy you want to see the most like have a have a successful season I think it's like right up there with I say like Sveshnikov one Chaloski one a and then probably Rasmussen two
1: um I don't know I like I, I would say Rasmussen's number one for me but then it's B. Svechnikov, C. Uh, Chalowski. I just think having a big center like Rasmussen, and then if in a couple years of Soderblom can come through as well, I don't like having two giant centers like that yeah. that can play well, that would be absolutely phenomenal. But I, I think Rasmussen's obviously obviously, a hell of a lot closer to making an impact on this team than at like either of these other guys.
0: What is the, uh, what's your definition of a successful season for Michael Rasmussen?
1: Um, honestly, I know he was young last year and he did really well in the AHL. I'd like to see maybe him just take that extra, have that extra half a step in his skating. Mm-hmm. Just become a little bit more poised with the puck, a little bit more confident, um, really being able to hold on to the puck more, not just being that net front presence on the power play. Like I, I would love to see that. And if, if he can do that, I wholeheartedly think he'll find his niche on this team.
0: Yeah, I think if he can stay healthy, which is an obvious answer, but when you're talking about Michael Rasmussen and Evgeny Sveshnikov, like it also, it has to be said because that is a glaring deficiency in their game so far as prospects. I want to see him score, I don't know, 10 goals. I don't know how many games he's going to play. And like, that's not a hard and fast uh, definition of success for me, but like score some goals. Uh, and then carve out a full-time spot in the lineup there's no reason why Valtteri philpilo should be on this roster like
1: yeah
0: go go get that spot that spot is yours for the taking whenever you want it and decide to go grab it and so i would like to see him play philpilo out of the lineup uh i don't really know that there's i, I feel like philpilo is probably the first man out out of that center group i guess we'll have to wait and see uh oh, i just don't see luke Glenndenning not being on the, the roster on a night-to-night basis too valuable on the penalty kill too big of a guy in the locker room uh, at this point in time for them to put Filipula in over him. But I think that's kind of where I'm at with Rasmussen, like just go take somebody's spot in the lineup.
1: I know who um, let's get through. I have a question for you after we do Chalowski.
0: What is a successful season for Dennis Chalowski for you?
1: Um. For me, it's just really growth. I mean, it's evident he's not NHL ready. I mean, if the idea that he's going to come to Detroit and be a guy who's like pushing the pace, um, giving good breakout passes and joining the rush, like so be it. But if you think Denny C is going to to quarterback this power play on a team that's, you know, given his current skill set, I think you got another thing coming. Good If he can become competent in his own end, He'll have a shot at being an NHL regular, but I just I just really don't see him in the Red Wings future in my mind.
0: Yeah. Uh, in that defensive end, that is that is obviously a, a massive player deficiency. The decision-making needs to be better. The uh, poise needs to be better. And the fact of the matter is, much like those other two guys, you cannot I, – I, I do not just want to see Dennis Chalowski – and a stopgap role out of necessity because somebody's injured. I want to see Dennis Chalowski get into the lineup and act like he belongs. I'm like, that is that is a massive, massive problem for me, is the fact that he's been given all the opportunity in the world to uh, keep and hold those minutes, and he will have opportunities to do it again this year. Believe me, if Steve Eisenman sees that Dennis Chalowski is playing half a step better than Mark Stahl, guess what happens to Mark Stahl? He's getting the hell out of here. He's going to go up to the press box. He's going to eat a couple of hot dogs and he's going to watch the freaking hockey game. Yeah. If Dennis Jalowski is doing that instead of Mark stall by the halfway point of the season, it will be a massively failed season. And I think it'll be time to move on.
1: Yeah, I definitely think so. I think this is definitely his last, his last kick of the can. Just like I said about Svechnikov going to Carolina.
0: Yeah. I think, I think Rasmussen had probably has. Uh, another year, simply because of the fact that he was drafted after both of those guys and his knee is jacked up, especially cause knee is jacked up too. Uh, so I don't know. Lots of, lots of different. Very good. True. That's, that's very true. Uh,
1: all right. What do you got for me to wrap us up? Um, can we talk about Darren Helm probably Hmm. having COVID? Oh, really? I mean, in my, in my opinion, if somebody's deemed unfit to practice, I mean, unless there's pictures of him around the arena, which I haven't seen or anything with him in training camp, I don't, I don't think that they have to come out and say, Oh, he has COVID. I don't think that's, I mean, it's still a, a medical, you know, issue, okay. so you don't have to say that. I I really do believe that with a lot of teams in the NHL, when, this is going to start popping up because it will since we're all not in a bubble here. I think it's going to be a, he's deemed unfit to play, unfit to practice thing. That's what I think.
0: I don't, I don't like understand that though. Like, why don't they just say, I I hear you. I agree with you. I think you might be right. But why every other league has just been like, Oh, it's a COVID designation. And like that also allows you to kind of work that into your injury rules. And I know like the NHL was pretty, been pretty lenient about, uh, like how many roster spots they've given teams this year. And like, there are ways to kind of get around that and make do with the circumstances. But like, why wouldn't you just say, uh, we will be, not, he doesn't feel good. Um, they don't even say
1: that. Uh, he's just, uh... no, it's
0: uh, an upper body injury or a lower body injury. Is well, it his brain? Oh. Right?
1: Yeah. So he's out with an yeah. upper body injury. Upper body uh, injury.
0: Yeah.
1: Sinus um, lungs.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh here's how the rest of the schedule is going to look like this week tomorrow and wednesday we're gonna run uh parts one and two of our talk with ted coffin i know i've said that many times in the past i swear to you guys it's happening this time we, we actually are, did yeah we, we did on, an interview with him yeah. we are on five <laughs> episodes a week now uh so we have to do them or I all get fired um <laughs> so yeah there's no getting around that and then like i said we're going to come to you with jack bushman at some point in this week and then that'll probably be thursday and we'll wrap up with maybe a shenanigans Friday or a how do you feel about a Friday or uh, something along those lines. So thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and we'll see you guys back here tomorrow. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. You're locked on Red Wings.